people of Earth. Give hope. Okay, I'm Willa. I'm Marla. And we are the, the Gig Hoes. Nice. <laughs> and Marla, who's sitting in your chair today here? Oh, we are so lucky today, let me tell you. <laughs> I know. Tell me why. <laughs> the fabulous Larry Ballaroo. I still don't know how to spell your name correctly. <laughs> well, that makes two of us, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Larry, we're so happy you're here. Ballaroo, Ballaree, Ballarai, ha. Yes, yes. <laughs> So, uh, Larry is such a great musician. He plays, like... Everything. Everything, and he sings like an angel, and he has this insane recording studio in his house. And, and he's funny, and he's cute. <laughs> oh, he's really good-looking. Yeah, that doesn't hurt. And <laughs> let me say this. When I got married, which was not until later in life, Larry was the band leader at my That's wedding. That's right. That's the level Larry's at. So Larry was the head of the music department at Syosset High School for many years. And, and while he was there... Every musical combo, whether it was a little trio or the whole band, whatever ensemble it was, every year they would win every award for <laughs> every contest they were in at the state level, at the county level. I still run into people, and I mention Larry's name, and they were students that his, oh, you know Mr. Ballard, mm-hmm. you know, like that. Well, I just want to say Larry is just the kind of guy that offered to teach me a software and it changed my life and it just like said oh yeah come on i'll show you it's really cool are you blushing yet larry i mean (laughs) that's great yeah yeah there's nobody like you it is great that's so nice you guys (laughs) well it's funny you know you talk about the school thing so i've been dealing with this bad back so Mm. i had to go see an orthopedic guy so Mm. i said oh i'll go see this guy former student of mine (laughs) <laughs> Everybody's a former student. So he writes a script for me to go to get PT. I walk into the PT place. Who the PT guy is? He's like, oh, Mr. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, can I call you Larry? I'm like, well, you're 50 years old. I guess you should. Yeah. You know, so. yeah. I was playing in another band with my brother, and there was a younger drummer, and we were mentioning you. And, and he really like, oh, you know Mr. Ballard? Like, just completely starstruck. All right. So, so the first question I'm going to ask is, do you remember your first paying gig? Uh, I do, actually. My dad was a drummer. Oh. And my mom was a singer. And Wow. They pl- yeah. And the, it and, runs in families. And we, they, had, they had a little trio thing. When my sister was old enough, she played piano. You know, the, in the old days where you would have trios. And the trio consisted of drums, somebody playing an acoustic piano, and a singer. Right. Wow. You know, no bass player, right. no, you know, and, or accordion. You yes, know? or so, or it's it's evil twin the quarter box. The yes, the quarter box. <laughs> That's in the same realm as the farfisa organ, <laughs> 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 or as we like to call it, the fart squeezer. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, they played trios and growing up, like trying to be a horn player. I remember they used to say, "Oh, we get these horn players and they don't know how to play in the the singer's key," you know. Oh, so. But my dad was a drummer, but he wasn't really a trained musician. But mm-hmm. he would do is he would, they had somebody get my mother's keys and he would, because he was an engineer, so mathematically he would take a lead sheet and he had a, a slide scale. 
So if it was a C and it was going to be up down a minor third, he would just take this, if it's a C, go minor third, oh, that's the note, and write the note. And he wrote all these charts. Wow. That's amazing. So they could get a piano player to play in her keys because at the, the time, right. these guys couldn't play in different keys. Right. They knew they knew the guy keys. Right. The standard, I'm That's using right. air quotes, the standard. So anyway, so right. I was 13. My sister was three years older than me. It's 16. Mm-hmm. So then my sister started playing piano with them. Mm-hmm. And then it was a neighbor's wedding that they were playing. And they said, you should come and play. The trio. The trio. So I came and I was allowed to, you know, I got a big fat velvet bow tie and, and a, pink, a pink ruffled shirt. Oh, ooh, <laughs> And okay. I was able to stay for about 45 minutes. Wow. <laughs> I think they threw me like 20 bucks. What instrument did you play? I played when sax. Sax. Yeah, I played sax. and. Did you play it on a mic or not on a mic? On a mic. On a mic. And then I think I sang like Did the two, mic go through songs. like a guitar amp or something? And they had like, you know, those Sam Ash columns or oh, like yeah. with a Shore Vocal yeah. Master, you know. Wow. One of those uh, deals. I remember those. Yep. Yeah, so that, that yeah. was... That was it. And then... And when you did it, how did it make you feel? Well, seeing my sister starting to play with them and they would rehearse and go over stuff. I was like, oh, oh I should uh, I should get into this. I was playing clarinet first. Uh-huh. And then I went to saxophone. Right. <clears throat> so were you in high school? So this, this was, point? well, 13. So I was, yeah. I was, Junior high? I guess, yeah, eighth grade. Because right. I remember um, having to leave my eighth grade dance of graduation from parochial school <laughs> to go do a club date. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was pretty which was pretty silly and sad at the same time. Well, yes. were you happy underage. to leave the dance or you know, I mean, I guess I just didn't even know any better. I right. mean, I just thought, Oh, isn't this great? You know, that so it, you that's, had a gig. Yeah. And then my dad would take me sometimes on some of the dates that he would do and I would play with different people. Uh-huh. So I would sit there and I would get up and play some tunes and right. you know, and then so I So your dad broke you in. Yeah, and I then, mean you're lucky because like her brother right. broke her right. in well, the, yeah. kind of too. Yeah, and the interesting Unlike thing you, is like you tough Marla who did it all on her well, own. Well they used to record, you know, they used to Yeah, they used to, they used to record these gigs. So and on then what? On they had an old Sony real to real. cassette player. Oh, oh, it was a Sony like this this big, wow. and they would record these gigs, and I would listen to these gigs and learn the tunes. Right, you know, right. kind of learn what they were doing. Right, you know? was it all standards and jazz? Yeah, I mean, I think at the time it was right. all American Songbook, and right. then it was like the rock. And the Latin. Yeah. Oh, you know? the, the Latin. Latin. Remember? The Latin. The Latin. Like the, you know, you had That's to play. before my time. Yeah, cha-cha, merengue. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can play like the Italian Tango, thing. Like the Paso Dobles, yeah. the Mambos. That's and, right. right. And then Swing and right. some ballads. And it was the current Broadway shows of the day. That's right. like, that yeah. was the material. But then when... Pop music started becoming rock, yeah. you know, then it was the rock. The rock. The rock. And when did you start playing guitar? <laughs> so in elementary school, I wanted to be in the folk group in my church. Wow. Yeah, it was so, so sad. Were so, they singing like Jesus songs? Oh, yeah, like Kumbaya. And, you know, <laughs> someone's singing, Lord, yeah, Kumbaya. Hey, wait for it. Someone's crying, Lord. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Did you do Michael Rowe, the British show? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> Who were like some of your first idols like in folk music other than... I didn't know anybody in folk music. You, so I you mean, really just... I just was learning these church tunes and learning right. how to play a few chord changes. Right. And then I was like, oh, man, I want to learn how to play the Doobie Brothers, you know? Um, yeah, then, then you woke up. And then, you know, so... <laughs> right, Here so then I was like, I can actually play this chord and go, do it, do 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 and be able to do this. So did you... So I took some lessons. Where'd you get the guitar? My dad bought me 
One day he came home from work and it was a red Hagstrom Ooh. that some guy at his office had. Wow. And it was like, you know, covered in naugahyde on the back. <laughs> and it had the like the the, the the switches and the buttons. You still have it? No. Oh. But that was my that was my first electric guitar. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So wow. so then I was just was teaching myself, then I just went to a music store and took some lessons uh-huh. and but then started to really get into it. Wow. You know? So and then started saying, Oh, I could I could learn how to do this and then in, through high school I played in a bunch of rock bands. Of course you did. So kids Were that, you playing guitar or sax? I was playing well, mostly guitar. Right. I mean I played sax in the band. Right. You know, but the the guitar thing really took off. I have off. to ask I have <clears> to ask, <throat> were you popular with the ladies, Larry? Oh, well, (laughs) you don't have to ask. I have to ask. Well, I'll tell you, the one thing that was really funny was because as high school went on, we had a talent show in the, you know, so I was like a band geek, you know, I was in band and I mean, I played, I played some sports too, you know, Uh I was was on the, I was on the bowling team. (laughs) I played baseball. Ooh, sexy. Yeah. Yeah, Bowling. Nothing like bowling for dollars. And, uh. No, but my junior year, all of a sudden, I was starting to like teach myself how to play piano, and you know, I played guitar, and all of a sudden, you know, it was a variety show. It was like, whoa, you could you could actually play this song? Could you play this so I could sing it? Oh. So all of a sudden, I became mm-hmm. so it just happened like naturally, as as things were needed and things just like opened yeah. up, kind of. And yeah. the and I just want to say the interesting thing about you is that. You still pursued like a, you know a college education and became a teacher. Yeah, and a lot of people become teachers and then they play and they have a little side band. But you did both. Like you could have done either one as good as you. Right. You know, like people do one or the other, and you really had a double career. Yeah, I mean, there was a period of time. You know, like everything else, you have to kind of pick a lane. Right. Because when I was in school. The family band thing kind of fell out, and then I was starting to do a lot more stuff. With, like, club date offices? Yeah, with club date offices. And, right. you know, when I was 17, when I got my license, uh-huh. then I was starting oh, yeah. to do all of the, uh, as we, we don't want to talk about the names of these offices, but... Cleveland Pot. We, yeah, we all know who they were. <laughs> Cleveland you know, Pot. The, the Fobelman. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Stevens Crotch. You yeah. Yeah. <laughs> David, bravo! David's <laughs> David's uh, Volkswagen. Flue flounders. You know. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so dark flowers. Exactly. <laughs> so they were all looking for people and players, and right. stuff. So I kind of started doing that. And, right. And were you in in college at the time? Like I was. Yeah. yeah. And then you know you meet a lot of people through doing those. Right. Uh, unfortunately, as we all know, mm-hmm. like at that time, so we're talking about maybe 70s. early 80s. Oh, early 80s. You like meet a lot of people because you're meeting a new band every afternoon oh, and every yeah. evening. That's right. right. That's and right. that's like a good and point. And you're also meeting the darkest people known to mankind. Oh, amen, brother. Like, you know, everybody's miserable and hates, <laughs> and hates their lives. So <laughs> The jazz guy. Yeah. The jazz guy. Yeah. The jazz guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my idea is to quote every jazz great, dead or alive, on this uh, tune of I Will Survive. You know, so. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> you know, so the more notes that I could possibly play over this, you know, blues yeah. of like, you know. All right, so yeah. give me give me one of your funny stories. Oh, man. Well, it was funny. I was I was relating this story to Marla, which was really funny. Okay, so, good. You're so going to love it. There was, a, there was a illustrious place in New York City. Yeah. I you probably, can mention venues. Oh, yeah? We have no We problem. don't care. We okay. have no... Problem Tab it on the green. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> we, I've said many horrible things about it. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> if tab you it on the spleen. yeah, <laughs> tab it <laughs> in my spleen. Yeah. Yes. So 
So this was classic. So if you remember that place, you had to pull a car around to the back. Oh, yeah. It was a fence. So when you came around the side, there was you a mean fi- you're talking about going in across the patio? No, this was before you got to the parking lot. There no, was a there little was a entrance, fence. Oh, right. a fence, and yeah. that was where the, the trucks went. The trucks, right. and that was the kitchen. Right. right. Oh yes. So. You know, I'm unloading stuff, and I put all this stuff on my cart. Yes. And I'm pulling it through. And, of course, it's typical cacophony of nonsense going on. In the kitchen. In the kitchen. Yes. And so I'm pulling the cart, and all of a sudden they have piled up big salmon. <laughs> like, huge salmon that would, like... On a, on a counter. On a counter. Uh-huh. And and I'm pulling the cart, <laughs> and one of them falls off the top. <laughs> and I roll right over it. <laughs> Because I don't see it, because I'm like trying to pay attention where I'm taking the cart. I'm pulling the cart, and I go, oh, speed bump. You know? <laughs> and then I look, and I'm like, oh, man, I just, I think the eye just popped out of this fish, right? Oh, shit. You know, I say, like, shit, I feel bad. Like, I, it's like six feet long. Oh, it's like one of those yeah. massive fish. Yeah, you know? right. And then what What the guy do so, after? So then I pull over the fish, and I look, over and the then the guy's looking at me, and he's yeah. like, Ah, don't worry about it. He ah, picks it right up ah, and puts it right back oh in the pile. Oh, my God. So somebody had some sandy trucks. Wow. Yeah, sandy wheel fish. <laughs> I'll never eat again. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Well, you know, you guys know. I mean, some yeah, of the we stuff we that. saw in these kitchens, God, why would anybody ever eat in one of these places? They know. don't see that part. And right. then I was telling you a story right. about Tavern on the Green. And, yeah. then, and then the thing is... It's also 150 degrees in the kitchen. Right. And then by the time you get out of the kitchen, you're sweating. And mm-hmm. and then there's some snooty maitre d' looking down at you going, All right. why aren't you dressed? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I remember uh, Water's Edge. You ah. guys remember that? Mr. Why don't you... Summer ex- shit. Explain <laughs> how you get into Water's Edge. Yeah, so Water's Edge <laughs> was a... a boat. <laughs> was a, you go all the way to Long Island City, and then when you get there, you have to go up an outside fire escape. That's right. That overlooks the water. That's so in the right. wintertime... It's yes. icy. It's brutal. Yes. Yeah. But the best thing was you'd, you'd have a winter coat on and gloves and a hat and schlepping gear up the yeah. stairs, and uh-huh. you get to the top, Yes. and the owner would say... Put your tie on. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, seriously? But but the better part was leaving. Because when you went out, right. everybody in the kitchen were washing the floor. Right. So they'd have the hose. They'd be sh- yeah. washing the floor. <laughs> Except they'd open the door, and now they're washing the steps. And it's... Icing too, over. So now it's like water, ice, and yeah. whoa! Yeah. And then you go down the steps, and you're slipping and falling. You could fall into the water. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. lose your gear into the right. water. Yeah. But I, you know... We've discussed this too, but I, I don't think I ever lost a piece of gear into the water, did you? No. You? No. <laughs> Aren't we amazing? <laughs> now, I know my mom used to, my mom played this, uh, she wasn't a great bass player, but she played. Uh, Even your mom. She wow. played a little bit of bass, and she had one of those Ampeg baby basses. Oh, yeah. And my father ran over it. Ah. Like, he put it on the car uh-huh. and yeah. pulled away. Right. And said, oh, man, did I put that bass in the car? Let me back up. <laughs> and then right over the neck. Oh, no. And? <laughs> you know. Was that the end of it? Actually, ironically, they had it in the house for a million years. I got it a few years ago. I just took it. And it was still in pieces. Uh-huh. And my son's friend said, you know, he redoes things. And he 
fixed it? Fixed it, and now wow. it plays. Wow. So now I have it in my house, like in the corner. Wow, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. That's really great. And yeah. his son's a great musician. He's touring with bands. Yeah, he's... Oh, yeah? yeah he's, he's definitely he's, in the jeans. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's, he's a great amazing. player. Yeah. All right, you're going to consult your list there? <laughs> oh, yeah, so let me see. What else is You there? know what I'd like to ask that I ask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ask, what was the most... I, it's a terrible question, but what was the most humiliating club date situation oh. you had? <laughs> we all have them. Which wasn't. Well, yeah, that was the question you asked oh me before. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I remember doing one that I was really sick. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, you know. And With playing, what? Like, nausea? Like? Yeah, nausea, and then, like, doing it, doing the tune, running to the bathroom, throwing up, coming nice. back, doing yeah. another tune. I did tune, that a couple of months ago. Throwing up. Right, you yeah. did. Yeah, I had to talking. apologize to somebody in the bathroom, and I said... Because they, they heard me oh, growing yeah. up in the store. No, oh, I'm yeah. okay. I'm okay. You know, the thing is that, like, the humiliation thing. Was, <laughs> yes. Two, three, four. Yeah. But, you know, the amazing thing to me is, like, these whack-out band leader guys that uh-huh. would just lose their shit all the time. And you have to stand And then and they would say things like, well, I'm not really directing it at you. Right. Yeah, but dude, you're, t- you're directing at the guy next to me, right. and I'm listening to it, so yeah. I don't... It's affecting you, so too. I, I, you know, and they wouldn't even think that it was something that was wrong. I mean, you're playing music. Mm-hmm. It's like a sensitive thing. Even sometimes when people come over and talk to you when right. you're singing that. and playing, it's like it startles you. You're in, like, in your brain, and, yeah. and blows, like they like shake you out of a dream almost, yeah. you know? And what yeah, blows the, my yeah. mind is they think it's okay. Literally, I'm taking a solo, and some guest will come up on the side of me and start talk to you, chatting with me, you know. And I'm, I just look at him in disbelief, you know. <laughs> I like, like the uh, line that they would always say, "Wow, you guys are pretty good. You should think about being professional." Yeah. Well, that's uh, Jim Peach said that, right? <laughs> right. In the, in the uh... yeah, yeah. People don't understand like the humiliation of how you're treated. Uh, that's that's yeah, yeah. the thing. Like we're in the, other we're words, less than the help. You can't sit here. Don't sit here. Don't breathe. Because don't we don't. Eat. <laughs> don't talk. Don't walk. We Why are you here? Don't be here. Why him. are you here? Yeah. You shouldn't be here. Stop playing. Why are you playing? Don't you play. You have to disappear on your break. Come on, play. <laughs> I know, you're right. Oh, it's like, what the hell? It's I know, like, go hide in the closet until we're ready for you to come back. Oh, do you think this is the right thing to do? Yeah. Doing what? I'm standing here, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Could no you one will like understand possibly that. disappear? Yeah. Just disappear. Yeah, yeah, go stand in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, right. Well, I was doing your a, cases. This is put a, them in your car. This yeah, is right. a classic. So, the I think uh, one of New Year's Eve I did. I did it very fancy house. It was Pill Flanahue. Yes, exactly. Pill Flanahue and, and Darlu Flamis. Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. That, that sounds about right. <laughs> And she immediately told us that they had jackets on the back of each chair because the people at New Year's, she was going to have fireworks. So they were going to go outside of the tent. Uh-huh. So How cold was it? It was very cold. Okay. And so the jackets were to keep you warm, not to make you so look presentable. as we are setting up, for the guests, right. oh, as we are guests. setting up, we were told by her, if I see a musician wearing one of these jackets, there's going to be a problem. Right. Nice. And I'm like, well, I don't want you jackets. So it's all good. <laughs> wow. So now myself and the piano player are going to play the cocktail hour. And she said, but it's really being great because we're going to do it in the house. And it's a surprise. So I want you guys to wait outside right. till I tell you to come in. In your tuxedo. So now in we're both cold, out. So the piano player is there. And I have my horn. Uh-huh. Waiting outside, all of a sudden the garage door closes. And I'm like, oh man, we're really outside right now. Oh, wow. 
And then 10 minutes later, she opens up the door and she says, why are you out here? Come in here and play. Wow. I said, oh well, we couldn't God. get in because you locked us out. Wow. I don't want to hear that. I was going to say, she didn't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, at the end of the whole thing, she was polluted and it was like a whole uh, brother. crazy thing. But- I worked for Alicia Keys's grandmother and she was very nice oh that's nice yeah and she sang um if i ain't got you and i said oh shit i'm gonna have to like accompany alicia keys did yeah wow but i didn't have to she sang an acapella (laughs) i mean she could have played it on her own she could have but she just kind of and and no one was the wiser that she was going to be there so so we wouldn't get all upset or excited or yeah wow you know that's yeah. cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It was what about the She's very nice. Sten, Sten Plains? You got any good <laughs> stories from Sten Plains? Oh, the gangsters? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me. Oh. Yeah, right. Oh, God. The thing that I remember about those days was nobody ever really wanted to pay. Like, right. did you get that impression? Like, you could because you had to collect the money for the job. Oh, you mean the, 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 clients. the client? Yeah. And they always wanted to get over on you for some reason. It's like, right. get the money before you start. And you So know, I always but, said, get the money before the soup. Right. Yeah. And people, <laughs> and you'd say, oh, I'd like to just collect the money. Oh, I'll give it to you later. Well, right. I'd really like to get it now. Well, I'll give it to you later. <laughs> and then you'd go later, and then they would play games. Right. Always. Oh, you know, I'll mail you a check. Well, no, you're supposed to have the check now. Well, I don't have the check. Right. Yeah, and, nice. And then I'd go in. And say well, they didn't have the check, and he's like, "Well, why did you play?" And this is before cell phones, right? So they tell you you have to call us to say they're not going to pay, and then you need to stop the band and leave, right? Really? Did you ever do that? I know, I know some people that did do I that. I never did that. One time, I remember that this was classic, one of those stories. Oh, goody! That we were playing <laughs> out in a house in the Hamptons, of course, and we set up, and it was one of these wealthy things, and we play the, and. I tried to get paid. And they said, well, we don't have the money. And I said, well, <laughs> In the I have to get paid. And right. they said, I said, well, I'm going to have to call my office. And they said, you can't use the phone. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. So, so I was like, gee, didn't that work out well for you? Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, man, this is going to be horrible. Right? Yeah. So Now, that, what point of the party was this? So this was uh, midway. Okay. So I said, all right, I just got to get out of this place, right? Mm-hmm. So we finish we finish playing, and they come on and say, we'd like you guys to do overtime. Uh, I said, can't do it. Right. And they said, why not? And I said, well, because you didn't give me the check for the main, <laughs> and I can't not get paid for the overtime as well. Right. right. And she's like, well, you're saying that we're not going to pay? I said, no, what I'm saying is you didn't do what you were supposed to do, right. and that is have a check for me. Right. So I said, I can't take the chance. Right. And then they said, fine. Find what? So they gave you a So trip. now now you have to get this picture in your mind. Okay. We're outside in a tent uh-huh. and there's a little stage area. Right. The back of the house is all glass. Oh. Okay. Uh-huh. All the people leave the tent, go inside, uh-huh. and I could see all of the faces in the glass and then they turn the sprinkler system. <gasps> and soaked us oh my god and your equipment and they were all laughing oh my god so all of a sudden i hear holy shit yeah wow yeah and did they ever pay you well yeah let me say that uh i i decided that i was gonna get even in a different way what did you do so they also turned off all the lights right so in the walking out i had 
I had two 802 Bose speakers, right? Yes. And as I walked by the window, I just went like this, like that. Oh my. And it went. And, they were, and the people came out and they go, you broke the window. I said, I couldn't see. The lights were off. And I said, I must have had still had water in my eyes from the sprinklers. Wow. <laughs> oh, my So, of course, God. they called the, they called the office. And they oh, what happened on the cake? <laughs> but they yeah. never gave Holy. me the check on top of all of nope. that. And oh, then, I don't think they goodness. paid anything at all. Wow. Eventually. That was really good. Because you know those days, they would, you'd, you'd go in the office and they'd say, what oh, happened on that gig? You didn't get paid. You could, you could basically shit on the floor, but if you got the money. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. I didn't have that much problem getting paid, but there was a couple of things, but it sounds like it happened to you a lot. A I lot, mean, because they were always playing games. I remember doing a party at the Waldorf. Yeah. And it was the end of the ceremony. And I was playing the ceremony, and as the bride and groom went out and they were going to go up to the suite, mm-hmm. I actually like had my flute and I hid behind the bride's dress and I got into the elevator and I got out of the dress and I said, you got the check? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, well, can't you wait? I go, nah, I got to get paid before we start. Yeah. Wow, this episode is like a whole show Because I got so hammered. So, I got so hammered so many times because yeah. I couldn't believe how people just didn't want to pay. I, I have a story. It was a screamer mm. audience. You know, screamers are when... Back in the days before there were DJs, there were only bands. And so quite often... Never happens now, of right. course. Yeah, sure. But uh, <laughs> it, it used to be commonplace that they would see one band, and then the office would say, yeah, you're going to get that band, but they would send somebody else because there could be seven gigs on a Saturday night, and they'd have right. to put one person who was good with a bunch of people who weren't so good, and that one person would drag the other people through the gig. And yeah. and why do they call it a screamer? Because people would scream at you when they yeah. didn't see the person they wanted. You're yeah. not You're not Ted Phillips. I was going to say, you're not <laughs> Ted Phillips. So in yeah. my case... What was the then. other man? There was Ted... Ted Phillips. Ted Phillips and it was... I was Ted Phillips. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm the real Ted Phillips. Ted Phillips. <laughs> I hardly recognize you, Ted. I know. Yeah. Wasn't there another... Ted Phillips, it was another name, too. Probably there was, but I only remember Ted Phillips. Mike Stand. Burned in my brain. Oh, yeah. Mike Stand. Mike Stand. Mike Stand. Anyway, it was was like a... Filthy grave. It was a... (laughs) Phil Phil McCrevice. Yeah. Hal, Hal, is Hal there? How would you like a kick? Yeah, Ophelia. Ophelia Crack, yeah, I know. Hal, Hal, Halitosis. Hal, Halitosis. Peppy, Peppy Roney. Peppy Roney. We could go on. Anyway, it was some fancy place like Pierre or something. And it was worse for me because I was Marla too because we were women and they thought they were going to get my, you know, Larry Basson and here was Willa Bass. So it's very obvious I was not led. And and I worked really hard and it was a really successful party and the father, he was just busting my balls the whole. And so I started in right after the soup trying to get the check and he said, later, later, later. And then the gig ended and he wouldn't pay me. Not even... I want money off the check, just I'm not paying because you weren't Larry. Yeah, he had it in his mind all along because it was a screamer. And a screamer, you would never wait to the end. I mean, right. And that's what I learned. After that, I was just waiting for someone to try and do it to me again because I knew then I would have the wherewithal to pack up and leave in the middle of the gig. We were doing a gig at Tappan Hill. Yeah. And it was in the middle of a thunderstorm. And uh, perfect. The lights 
the power went out three times. Wow. So in the middle of a tune, it's just like drums, right? You know, because the band keeps going out. And I know where this is going. They're going to blame you for not playing. So the people complained, said the band kept taking breaks. Serious? And every time I go back to that room, I tell that story. Because the modern club date bands and club date guys, they don't tolerate this kind of stuff. They have no idea what we've been through. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely took a lot of crap, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. What else you got on there? Oh. Well, I remember (laughs) when I was first started out, there was a place in Long Island, the Narragansett Inn. Oh, yes. I remember the Narragansett So everybody wanted to have their wedding in this room off to the edge because it had this spiral staircase. Uh, and the bride could come down. The Bride comes down. Yeah. Blah, blah. So, of course, we're doing the party. Mr. and Mrs., you know, Joan Sufa beats, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like, things look swell. Da, 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 da. Like, wait, wait, wait. What was that? Things look swell. Uh-huh. Things look everything's coming up. Roses. Right, right. Two steps. Boom, boom, boom. My shoe. Boom. Down. Down. You know, spent the entire party. Bride sprained her ankle. Oh. Done. Yeah. Take her out in a stretcher. She came back in a wheelchair. You know. Oh, wow. But we had, there were a lot of those kind of occurrences. We did a- Well, yeah, I had the one where the bride, I'm not going to say his name. The bride threw the bouquet. It hit the chandelier. <laughs> a piece of glass fell out of the chandelier, hit her on the head. She hit the floor unconscious. Oh. It was at the Crest Hollow, taking her out in a stretcher. And the band leader is chasing the stretcher down the hallway trying to get, to get paid. paid. Yeah, because <laughs> the father yeah, was with the bride, yeah. you know. I, I don't know if you guys know this one, though. This is the best. So there was a party, mm-hmm. and the bride's father went to pay the band. Okay. And he was paying the band in cash. Okay. And he had an envelope uh-huh. in his pocket. So when he went to pay the band, he reached into his pocket... And, and the envelope, and the envelope was, gone. was gone. Now, was this, you were on this gig? So this was not my gig. This was a friend of mine's gig. Okay, because I've heard this story in yeah. so many iterations, but please continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the envelope's so, not there. Envelope's not there. So now they freak out. And they know when the party goes. and So now they get the video back. So <laughs> they're scrutinizing the video. Right. And as they look, the bride's father had taken his jacket off. Right. And put it on his chair. And who? And there is footage of the groom's father. The groom's father. Walking by. Wow. Taking the envelope out wow. of the jacket. Wow. I said, that's going to be some nice family fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Thanksgiving. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, pass the drumstick. You know, yeah. It's like, <laughs> Would you like the chicken liver? You yeah. Know, like, I heard, oh I heard it, that it was the best man. I, that's one of those... Urban legend. That's an urban legend. That's what I was trying to think of. Urban legends. The the other urban legend one about the best man. uh, The best man gives a speech about, oh, the bride's great, the groom's great, my best friend, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And afterwards, the groom gets up and says, you know, isn't that such nice words that he said, (laughs) and this and that. Um, It would be great if everybody just reached underneath their table because there's an envelope under each table. Uh-huh. And it's like manila envelope. And so he's like, hold those envelopes up, one person at each table, and open that up and pull it out. And there was a picture of the best man the having sex with the bride. Oh, my God. And wait, you were on that one? No. That's a, it's like he a, was like, having another... sex with the bride. That's right. I, I, was in the, I, was in, I was in the bridal room at the time. Yeah, another <laughs> urban legend. And then the guy's like, you know, ah, fuck you. And he, and he walks out. Right? The best man? No, the groom. The groom walks out? Yeah. <laughs> Great. But the point is, that's a commitment. 
Yeah. When you think about it, like he yeah. went through the marriage, like he married this woman. Knowing he was going to humiliate he was going to do this. With the whole thing with the envelopes. I mean, that's a lot of production. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of production value. Yeah. Right? Serious. I'm like, just going to, uh, I'm going to break in and tell this story that Norman yeah. reminded me of. And this is about wedding ceremonies. And while I'm telling it, you can think about mm-hmm. if you had a. Uh, oh, yeah. The best man was a boxer dog. Best man was a boxer dog, and he had a little tuxedo outfit on. An actual dog. And a dog, boxer dog, yeah. He had the little tuxedo jacket, and they had a little pillow on his back with the ring on the pillow, and he walked up the aisle. And <laughs> it was the Water Witch Country Club in Greenwich. I mean, I'm, I'm watching this, and it's just great. So that happened, and then during the party, the groom wanted to sing Thunder Road <laughs> to his bride. <laughs> so he's, he starts to think, and I'm playing. You know, it's just me and, and the groom. And the, and the dog comes up. And he's <laughs> singing with the groom. Up. He's singing with the groom. <laughs> yeah. The dog oh, is singing? Yeah, they, oh, come take my hand. <laughs> you know? And your boxes, they kind of bay, you know. Arr, arr, arr. <laughs> well, I'm going to marry because I'm closing in. Right? Yeah, it was just really... Just fixating on the dog coming up. The dog decided to go yes. up and sing Yeah, the dog moment. was wandering yes. around he, well, while the groom was singing. <clears throat> That's, the dog uh, was, you know, uh, accompanying him. It was... No, I know, but like he like made his yeah, way up there, yeah, he just was, like he was right. his best man. So, yeah, that's right. You know, they, had, they had that kind of relationship. Yes. You know, was like, you know, well, we that's were, one smart dog. You know, oh my god! You're talking about stupid ceremonies. I, we, yeah. I was talking about this the other day, doing a ceremony, piano player, and I'm playing flute. We play the beginning. We play the whole thing in. Now the ceremony's going on. Mm-hmm. So you know, when when the ceremony's happening, spacing out. Yeah, like you know, you can be. You're yeah. trying to like listen, but you don't really want to. <laughs> And, you know, it's like, God, I can't wait till this is over. And you're contemplating my life choices at this point. You know, it's like, I'm usually thinking about what I could eat at the buffet on correct. the break. So the all of a sudden, I look at the piano player, and he looks at me, and we look down, and this fly, fly. just lands on the keyboard. Oh. So like two imbeciles were just watching this fly. <laughs> we're just looking at it. All of a sudden, the, the fly on. crawls on the keys. Uh-huh. Now he goes inside the key bed. Yeah. And the next thing you know, the keyboard goes. Oh, no. And goes off. Oh, my God. So the two of us went. <laughs> what just happened? They'll Turn the keyboard off on. Now it's the keyboard was shorted out. Oh, They'll God. I'll never yeah, believe we, it. We just even, from a fly? Yeah. Wow. Couldn't even finish the ceremony. We had to like go. Da, 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 da. You know. <laughs> you know. We had to sing. Did you really? We had to sit. No, I was playing flute. So he, yeah. he, then he had a call to get finding another keyboard. Holy was, crap! Oh yeah, it's classic. I mean, I was doing a gig at Venetian Shores uh, outdoor the beach hut. It was one of the beach huts. Yeah. And uh, it was one of those nights in August where some insect mm-hmm. decided to come alive. You know, so it was their time to swarm, <laughs> and it was a swarm, and they were climbing all over my keyboard and inside my keyboard. And days later, I opened the keyboard case and I turned the keyboard upside down, and all these and all dead insects. Out. Yeah, right. Oh. Yeah, it was really gross, but it didn't short my keyboard out though. Oh. Well, one of those spotted lanternflies was like in in my gig at Pfizer this week and uh-huh. in my car. They're everywhere. Oh, I know. Yes. I was doing a rehearsal at the Union, <clears throat> Local 802, and there was one in the In the, the room. building. In oh. the room. Yeah, it was crazy. We got uh, knocked over by an umbrella at a ceremony. What? So we were doing, it was like <laughs> Westchester, and we're doing this, and it's windy. Oh, yeah. And it's one of those like by the pool. Uh-huh. Oh, outside, sure. But it's a hotel. So the pool is for the hotel guests. Right. So they're like doing the ceremony with no mic and you just hear in the pool. 
Um, Wait a minute. Wait, you mean people kids, were... Kids playing. Yeah, like kids playing in the so pool. So they're having the ceremony while there are kids... Right. Wow. And then they How had these, is that? these umbrellas that kept blowing. Right. <laughs> all of a sudden, one came out of the stand and blew right into us. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> and of course, we couldn't stop laughing. And then people were turning around. Shh! <laughs> you guys are so inappropriate. You know? Because <laughs> we were dying laughing because we fell off our chairs because we got hit with the umbrella. Yeah, you know? luckily right. you didn't die because I actually know someone that happened to. They got hit by a flying umbrella and then they got kind of annoyed at the place. It's like... Well, isn't that an act of God if the Oof. umbrella, like... Yeah, I, yeah. Yes, but as we're fond of saying, Marla, it's always our fault, right? Our fault or someone's fault, I guess. Well, mm-hmm. usually, according the to them, it's our fault. Our fault. Yeah. It's always the musician's fault. So can you think of, like, the weirdest wedding you ever played? Well, <laughs> I mean, there's so many. I know. But I remember there was used to be a place in Brooklyn called Bruno's. Huh, you know, I never played yeah, there. How like about a, you, Marla? You know that? No, I thought place. he was going to say the Colonial Mansion, right. well, but oh, that's he played a classic there. Too. <laughs> yeah. So we show up, and the maitre d' comes out and says, "Look, be a little bit of a problem. The bride and groom broke up uh, <laughs> last night at the rehearsal dinner, <laughs> but they but they paid in advance." <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And fuck them, we have to have the party. <laughs> and we're not giving them the money back. So we had a play. Were they guests? Oh, yeah. Oh. So, so everybody, everybody went but the bride and groom. So we did a wedding without a bride and groom. That's great. I love that. Like, that's great. <laughs> he has the best story. <laughs> and the other one that I remember, and this was the most ridiculous, <laughs> it was at a restaurant. And it was apparently the bride and groom were doing this party and they were trying to save money. Right. So it was really low end. Yeah. Right. Food was, you know, like... Not Pret- great. Pretzels, not balloons. Pretty, yeah, right, right, right. And <laughs> air. Mystery meat. And air, you know. Yeah, so. a lot of air. But right. apparently, on the groom's side, his uncle was a very wealthy guy. Uh-huh. So he was like, what is this shit, you know? So he decides to tell everybody on the groom's side... Yeah. All of a sudden, menus start showing up, uh, and now they're ordering off. So they're ordering off the menu. So the, now, yeah. So you menu. see these people getting like tomaine salad on the one side, uh, and then you see lobster tails <laughs> and flaming mignons coming but across. But only for the groom side. Only for the groom side. Wow. Do you remember? <laughs> wow. Someone wow. named Jack Coleslaw. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I, you know what I actually do. <laughs> do you remember? Yes, sir. You know what story I'm going to tell? What which, did he play? Which one? He was a singer. Oh, and he was and I use that term loosely. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let me say this: he owned a he owned a small Bose system and a small mic. Okay. And he uh-huh. was doing some gig at some country club, and yeah. they asked for food, and the guy said, "Sure, here's the menu." Uh-huh. And he ordered. Everybody ordered off the menu, and then they sent the bill to Stank Flane. Like, wow. The next week. wow! They just kind of like fooled him, you know? Like, Jack. yeah, sure, you could order. His name was really Jack Coleslaw. Well, something like that. Something oh, like oh, that. Oh, oh, come on. Oh, I see. Okay, all right. I, I thought you wouldn't know him, I guess. Okay, but, I mean, a I... nice guy. But it he, was at that boy some of those characters over there at oh that time. God. Wow. Oh, well, in the Larry, beginning days. You I know, mean. all the way back when I first started with Psycho, and there was a guy, he's passed <laughs> away now, but his Damon Runyon name was Harry the Hat, right? <laughs> he was a drummer, and this is how he lived. There were these amphetamines called Black Beauties, they were very powerful amphetamines. In those days, you could get a prescription for anything, ups, downs. Weight loss. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So he always had black beauties, you know, and he would stay up for three days 
on Black Beauties, and then he would sleep for two days on whatever, oh, phenobarbital God. or whatever, you know. And he lived in Brooklyn, of course. And Larry and I went over there one day for I don't know why. And I was young. I, right. I was just starting, so maybe I was like right out of college. I go with Larry over there. This guy's in the, the Wife Beater t-shirt, which audience, it's a certain kind of a tank I top. I learned that like a year ago. Yeah, I'm not making that up. No, yes, Wife Beaters. I, yeah. Anyway, he's got, you know, don't blame me. This That's is right. it. So it's we go time. over there. He's got a heart-shaped bed, but it's cut in half. There's only half of the heart-shaped bed. Broken Be- heart. No, no, no. He fell asleep with a cigarette and he burned half the bed. <laughs> so oh he God. cut the bed in half and got rid of that part oh, and just slept on the half of bed. He had a gun sitting on his countertop there because, like, why? I don't know. You know, whoever he thought might be coming after him. Wow. Harry the Hat. Yeah. Just really, wow. right? The character. Back then. Well, musicians back then and even now, we have our own little path that we're on. <laughs> yeah. And, and it deviates in so many different ways. I mean, we don't have like, well, we go to college and we go and work right. every day in the same place. We're always going somewhere new. We're, right. We have a lot of faults and a lot of dependencies on things, <laughs> right. I guess, I mean, well, to get us through. Yeah. I mean, the thing about this, the club date business, I think, was unique in the regard that all these people that ran businesses... We're not business people. We're not musicians. No, we're not musicians. Oh. So like musicians... They were salesmen. Like, you know, they were salesmen. salesmen. So they weren't really... They, I mean, they could have been <laughs> selling musicians. widgets. You remember I, how they sold the job? Oh, my beginning? God. And they used to sell it. Because I'm a great salesman. I sell air. Right. You know? It's true. Yeah. I mean, you know... They had but this... worse than that, though, I would say are the people who were musicians who then decided to have an office mm-hmm. and they had no idea how to run a business Well, that's either. right. That's right. So you had the... the those two things, the musicians yeah. trying to run a business that didn't know anything about business. And business and, and the guys nothing knew about nothing music. about music but knew about business. That's right. But if they would have ever actually just like gotten together and let the musicians <laughs> do the job and the business guys, but they couldn't. Yeah. Because no. it, it becomes like an ego thing. Oh, you know? God. So, I know. And was, the salesman that sold the job always wanted to put himself on the job. So he could make more money that way too. Yeah. Flog, flown. <laughs> 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 exactly. <laughs> and he couldn't keep time. Uh, One thing a drummer needs to do. <laughs> oh, boy. But he sold those jobs. He sold yeah, a job. Yeah, yeah. So here's a question for you. Usually there's a point at which, I know for me there was a point at which I said, I want to be a professional musician. I want to make my living. But you never did that, right? You were always the teacher and the musician? Yeah, I always wanted to be a musician. That's what I wanted to do. Right. And when you went to college, did you get a degree in music education? Yeah, so it was always like, well, you should get a degree in ed just in case. Yeah, that's what my mother said, but I never uh, wanted to do that. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't really want to do that, you know. But you did. But I said, all right. And then I I student taught. I think you were into it, though. And I'm like, oh, this is is pretty good. Right. uh, Do you realize how rare you are? Yeah. Because you could do, that's what I said before, he could do either one 100% great, and you did both at the same time. Yeah, and I just decided that I kind of liked the teaching thing. But Mm -hmm. I will say this, that I just happened to be lucky because I got into a place that was very Mm pro-arts. And the level... You mean... Yeah, the kids were... Oh, you mean the place you taught? yeah, Yeah. I mean, you know, the kids were... They had a computer music program. Yeah, I mean, it was like, and they basically said, what do you want to do? Wow. And I and I was like, can you come up with these classes and curriculum and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff? And so I pretty much molded that job to what I wanted it to be. And it became 
and how lucky um, the students that you had. I yeah, mean, right. talk about some of the, the protege, oh, oh, the, yeah. the biggest one. Say it. Well, Uncut yeah. Gems. Say it. Say yeah, it. Dina Menzel, yeah. of course, you know. Was and, your student. Yeah, and then, you know, she was a, a student there, and Natalie Portman, of course. Was oh, wow. Uh, what did she play? <laughs> nothing. She wasn't allowed to do anything because she was signed under contract in the seventh grade because she did the right. professional oh, with Gary God. Oldman. Oh, I love right. that so she so wasn't much. allowed to do anything. Really? But, you know, kids playing in symphonies, the girl that just got the first chair violin in the Met is a past student. Wow. Angela Wee. That's amazing. Um, so Jordan Cohen is a saxophone player that I taught in my band, and then, you know, I taught him privately, too. He's playing with the band Lawrence, and they're opening up for the Jonas Brothers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, and who's your son playing with? Well, he, he played with a bunch of different things. And now he's... And he uh, plays guitar, right? Yeah, he plays bass and guitar. Yeah. So. That's fabulous. Now, here's... So I just got to tell you, the question yeah. I always ask is, yeah. I, so your first gig was, you were 13, right? Yeah. What would you tell your 13-year-old self, uh, if anything, to do better or different, or what advice would you have for him about... Run. Run. <laughs> Watch out for falling salmon. <laughs> Run the other way. Yeah. But not really, right? Um, you know what? You know, I just had this, like, I just wanted to play. You know, uh -huh. I love to play. And... I just I took it as this is the opportunity that I have right now to do it. I mean, you know, in college, I was playing these places like the Backbone. So to get my guitar thing together, I would do these gigs, you know, four 45-minute sets for 25 bucks. Right. You know, playing yeah. solo guitar. Wow. And these like... And singing? Cause, just, yeah, because remember the, the that's days... That's what it paid then. Those yeah. gigs like the wine and 50, cheese... Those wine and cheese places. Yeah, yeah. I was doing all of those wine and cheese places. Right. And I was getting my act together playing guitar. Like exactly. singing and playing guitar. So we're happy to... I did the same thing. Piano bar, yeah. like $50. Because I was just like... Yeah, I learning was cutting the tunes. My teeth. Right. Cutting, cutting the my, teeth. You know, that's the expression. Learning all the tunes. And, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, this is pre... Like everybody had an iPad and oh, readings. Oh, yeah. Way you know. I yeah, mean, it's I, like, you know, I, I mean, I even do these these like jazz gigs with guys and everybody's reading tunes off the iPad. Nobody right. has a repertoire. Nobody knows anything anymore. Right. Yeah. I know. It's amazing. Yeah. You know? I mean, I still have memorized so many tunes yeah. in my mind. I mean, new tunes, I have to read. Right. But, right. Yeah, but, but you have a ridiculous, we all oh, did yeah. that, you know. Sure. I always say that there was like an art form to what we did. There still is. It's just um, that there are less of us that do it. It's just very different. You know? yeah. It's very different. It's very yeah. different. Now, nobody even knows what key they do anything oh, in. Oh, don't get me started. It's just about... Well, I do it in the original key. Yeah. Well, what is the original right. key? And nobody knows... What... I have to look it up for you. Yeah. Yeah. You nobody, expect yeah. me to know. Because right. nobody even knows what keys are anymore. That's people. true. It's, I love when people say, well, what key do you sing in? Like, what not even about a song. Oh. What key do you sing in? I think the best thing, too, is when <laughs> people come up and they say, yeah, I really want to sing with a band. Right. Oh, you want to come up and sing with the band? Yeah, what do you guys know? Right. <laughs> well, let me, let me put it to you like this. We know a lot, so maybe you should let us know what, what you, you know. know. Yeah. Because you probably know three songs. You know? I knew so, a guy who only knew like, the really? first 16 bars of, of a Billy Joel song that he only... He goes, well, I could sing the first half of, you know, whatever it was. I said... I don't think that's gonna work. Right. And so, and so, why do you want to sing? Yeah, you know, I mean, because they want to impress that girl and get laid. Yeah, there you go. God. Okay, so we've been going for a while. Is there anything yeah. there that you'd like to oh, tell that see. you haven't told let's yet? See if I have any other one last banger before yeah, we call it see. quits. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> I I was going through this and I'm like, oh yeah, no one can play in the band. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. It's like, You're the only one. And I remember yeah. going into uh, the infamous office and be like, 
I don't understand, man. Can you ever give me any guys that can play? And they'd say, well, you know, when you have no one that can play, you work harder and the gigs are really much better. Because wow. if I give you good guys, it's too easy and then you don't work as hard. Seriously, that's what they said? Oh, yeah. They didn't say the truth? You play so good that you yeah. can drag all these other Whoever guys along with you? Who sells the truth anymore? <laughs> but, you know, yeah, exactly. It's like, what is the truth? Oh, I did one gig where the bride and groom got so loaded at the cocktail hour, they spent the whole wedding in the limo. Wow. <laughs> we assume having sex or passed out? Passed out. Passed, passed out. out. Passed out. That's good. So that's, that's pretty, that's, that's quality. <laughs> yeah. That's before people were taking buses to gigs now, right? You know, all the guests are in buses. Oh, now, you know, yeah? Is that like a big thing now? Yeah, it's the thing now because, I mean, the DWIs. And oh, right. Well, they, they also have, have something. But people, back in the day, I mean, people would get polluted. Yeah. Oh, certainly. Get right, sure. right in your car. And yeah. Now they it, have you know. flash weddings. Do you know about this? You've oh, heard right. About this? Like, They'll have like a wedding in a subway station, right, you know, because they don't want to spend the money on yeah. a catering yeah. hall and have right. a boombox. I remember when I was a kid, my family was having all the weddings. All my mother's siblings and their spouses would all just get loaded. And I, I guess one bar mitzvah had like a, a Las Vegas theme. And my uncle at one point, late in the night, he threw himself on one of the tables <laughs> and he goes, he goes, bet it all. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Okay, well, I think I'm going to say... This is the most fabulous one yet. Oh, oh God, yeah. we had so much fun. Oh, it was always fun. These Any, stories are great. Anything you'd like to say to people, young people out there who think they would like to be professional musicians besides <laughs> besides run? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I used to tell parents all the time. Your parents would be like, you know, He's he wants talented. to go in for music. He loves music. Yeah. But what is he going to do? How is he going to make a living? Right. And I used to say the same thing. I said, look, you can't stop somebody from doing something they're passionate about. Right. So I said, I used to tell them, find something you love, try to make a, and see if you can make a living doing it. And then if you can't, then you have to renegotiate. Right. But if that's what you want to do, you have to try. Right. Well, because you do what you did or it's so many try. people have side jobs right. teaching. It still incorporates yeah. music. So it, not everyone is going to be a star, obviously. Right. And you got to try and then you might have to do a lot of different things. Right. But I always right. say, if you want to be a musician, you have to be able to play. You got to write. You got to arrange. You have to record. Right. You got to teach. Yeah. There's a and lot. You, you know. have to schlep gear across the tri-state area. Schlep right? the tri-state area. <laughs> schlep Electronic gear. equipment. Schlep, schlep gear and yep, and take a lot of shit from people. Yeah. <laughs> God, almost every time I walk into a gig, like a solo gig, mm -hmm. somebody goes. That's a lot of equipment you have there. Like, yeah, you no should shit. have seen it 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you have a lot of equipment. You must be really loud. Yeah, right. <laughs> they say that to me too. And I, they get scared. Yeah, yeah. You, must be, you must be very loud. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, Larry, thank you so much for coming. Oh, it was my so pleasure. Much fun. It was so I much think, fun. Marla, I think he might be the sanest guest. Well, we've only had three, so I should okay. have said well, it's, ama it's amazing that you're still so sane after all you've been <laughs> <laughs> And still laughing. I put a good. Yeah. I put on a good affront. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Well, I always say. I always say to my wife Laura. I was like, well, if we're not laughing, we're crying. So let's yep. might as well better laugh. That's you know? right. And, Just, and you know. exactly. I really want to thank you for taking time out of all the things that you have going on. To yeah, come and no, spend some time my pleasure. With us. No, this was fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> really fun. It was great. Okay. It was great. All right. So we like to say, may your gigs be plentiful. May your GPS signal never falter. <sighs> yes, and we <laughs> thank are. God we have one. Right, no <laughs> and we are. The, the Gig Hose. Bye-bye. The Gig Hose podcast is produced and recorded by Marla Joe and Willa Basson, also known as The Gig Hose. Thanks to Doodle for the opening voiceover. <laughs> <laughs>